Peter, who told the Lord, I would never deny you. And we looked at him and how he handled the situation. And now they move away from the Lord's Supper. And they get up from the table after the Lord's Supper. And they go to what's called the Garden of Gethsemane. It's late at night because it's the Passover. And usually you stayed up late during the Passover just talking about the goodness of the Lord. And Jesus says to the disciples, he says, come on, let's go. And they travel through the valley of Kidron, K-I-D-R-O-N. And they go to the Garden of Gethsemane. Now, I want you to know this. In the Garden of Gethsemane, the Bible says that Jesus became so troubled by what he knew what was about to happen that he actually sweat drops of blood. He went to this garden and he faced what he really, the human side of him, did not want to face. But can I tell you what he did while he was in the garden? While he was in the garden, the Bible says that he lay prostrate and he talked to God the Father. And he told him something. He said, Lord, this is a bitter cup. And, and, and if it's in your will, I would really much rather you let this cup pass me. I was reading one, uh, one, one scholarly reference and the commentator said that it was what he saw in the cup that brought him to agony. What did he see in the cup? He looked in the cup and he saw his disciples abandoning him. He looked in the cup and he saw himself being beaten. He looked in the cup and he saw this crown of thorns being placed on his head. He looked in the cup and he saw himself being crucified. But you know what I think was the worst thing he saw? Not taking on the sins of the world, not any of that. But I think the worst thing he saw was when God the Father, would turn his back on him when he wouldn't. I mean, I understand my disciples left me. I understand the same people who last week were saying, Hosanna, Hosanna. Now they're saying, crucify him, crucify him. But when God the Father turns his back on you, in the middle of the worst situation in your life, can you imagine that? He sees all of this in this cup. And he prays to God the Father and he gets so burdened the way he sweat drops of blood. The Bible says this in Mark chapter 14. Says, and he was saying, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what, what? You will. He's pouring his heart out to God. Next verse says this, and he came and found them sleeping and said, wait, before I get to that, first thing I want to tell you, everybody needs a Gethsemane. Everybody needs a what? Y'all scared to say it? Yeah. Listen to me. Gethsemane was no strange place to Christ. He would come here oftentimes 
As a matter of fact, many scholars believe that's how Judas knew where to find him. Because this wasn't his first trip to Gethsemane. Anytime he was in this area, he would go to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray and spend time with God the Father. Can I tell you that everybody needs a Gethsemane? What does that mean, Pastor? You need a place where you can go and get alone with God the Father. You need a place of solitude. Y'all seen that movie Prayer Room? She had a Gethsemane where she could go and get alone by herself, just her and God the Father, and pour out her soul to him and let him know what was going on. Why we need a Gethsemane, Pastor? Because you need to be able to hear from the Lord. And a lot of times what stops us from hearing from the Lord are the distractions around us. Come on now, somebody know what I'm talking about. You get up in the morning, let me see the thing goes on, and you say, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend time with the Lord. And seem like as soon as you say, now the kid's late getting up every morning. But not this morning. When you say, I'm going to spend time with who? The Lord. Distractions. Your, your wife, your husband don't never want nothing from you first thing in the morning. But soon as you say, I'm going to spend time with what? The Lord. Now they want to get blessed first thing in the morning. You need a Gethsemane. You need a place where you can go and get with just you and the Lord and spend some time with your father. Why? Because Philippians tells us that when we go through things, what's going to guard your heart is the peace of God. And if you don't spend time with God, that same passage tells us we'll be robbed of his peace. See, the problem ain't that God ain't listening a lot of times. The problem a lot of times is we ain't talking. And then the other side is sometimes we ain't listening. We're doing too much talking. Everybody needs to get Simony. I got to go. Come on, pull it back up. And he came and found them sleeping and said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not keep watch for what? One hour. Now understand this. Keep watching and praying that you may not come into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is what? Now understand this. Watch this. Jesus goes to the Garden of Gethsemane. Right? Him and the 11 disciples. All right? They go to the Garden of Gethsemane. He leaves eight of them at the gate outside the garden. He takes Peter, James, and John with him. That's three. He leaves eight where? At the gate outside the garden. He takes Peter, James, and John inside the garden with him. Right? That's how many disciples? How many disciples is that? That's 11 disciples. Well, Pastor, what, happened, what happened to the 12th one? I thought, that was the, I thought there were 12 disciples. What happened to the 12th one? John. This is what happened to the 12th one. When Jesus had said this, he became troubled in what? And testified and said, truly, truly, I say to you, we learned about this last week, that one of you will do what? Betray me. Betray me. Next verse. The disciples began looking at one another at a loss to know of which one he was speaking. Next verse. 
There was reclining on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. So Simon Peter gestured to him and said, tell us who it is of whom he is speaking. Peter going to go to the one that Jesus liked a lot and get the information. I'm going to ask John because I know Jesus like him. If he ain't tell none of the rest of us, he told him wrong. He leaning back, back thus on Jesus' bosom said to him, Lord, what? Who is it? it? Y'all know how that go. You get the favorite child to go ask mom and daddy. <laughs> Jesus then answered, that is the one for whom I shall dip the morsel of bread and give it to him. So when he had dipped the morsel, he took and gave it to who? Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. Next verse. After the morsel, Satan then entered him. Therefore, Jesus said, what you do, do what? What did Jesus just do with, with, with Judas? I'll tell you what he just did with it. He released him to be who he was. He released him to go be who he was. Can I tell you something about some of your friends in your darkest hour? Some folk, you got to release them to be who they are. You got to release them to be who they were. Are you saying cut them out of my life, Pastor? Not necessarily. Watch this. Especially if you're married to them. I am in no way saying get a divorce. So don't be going home talking about pastor said I got to release you to be the low down dirty good for nothing dog that you are. <laughs> no he didn't. <laughs> no he didn't. Amen. What do you mean when you say release them to be who they are? What I'm saying is when people show you who they are, believe them. And too many of us hanging on to stuff and to people and ideas of people and won't let go of them when they done already showed you who they were, who they are. Sometimes you got to release people to be who they were. If, that, if, 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 that, if it's your kids or your spouse or whoever, what do I do with them, pastor? You know who they are. Matter of fact, chances are you knew who they were when you got them. See, a lot of times we have this idea of what we want the relationship to be. And we spend our time trying to shape and mold that person into our idea of what we want the relationship to be. But you can't shape and mold anybody. You can't change anybody's mind. You can't change anybody's heart. And at some point when you got to come to a place in your mind where you do is release them to be who they are. In other words, say, you know what? Who you are is between you and the Lord. And I ain't trying to change you. I ain't trying to shape you. I ain't trying to mold you. I ain't trying to change your mind. I'm not God, but he is. I'm just going to talk to him about it and let you be who you are. You around here running yourself crazy. Driving them crazy. Trying to change who they were. You got to release them, man. Watch this. If, if, if it's outside of immediate family, sometimes you 
you know, literally, you got to cut them off. Come on. Said a man was driving down the road one day during the winter time. Looked on the side of the road and he saw a snake. Snake had been hit by a car. Man pulled over and the snake was hurt, barely moving, but still had a pulse. Said the man picked up the snake. Now y'all know that wasn't us. I don't mean no harm. But you know they got us and them. Y'all know that wasn't us. We ain't picking up no snake. Am I lying about it? I no no offense, but that's just not what we do. Amen. But he picked up the snake and he took it and he put it in his bosom. Snake was barely moving. Watch this. Took the snake home and he nursed it. He fed it. Put it by the fire so it could warm up. So all of a sudden the snake started moving. <laughs> ain't that how snakes move? That ain't how they move? Snakes don't move like that? That's what we used to call, that's how we used to do the dance. Am I right about it? Oh, uh, y'all remember the snake. Snake started moving. He got his energy back. He got his feeling back. Started moving around. All of a sudden, he bit the man. Man got offended. Said, why you bit me? I, you, were, you were about to be dead. You ain't gotten hit by a car. If I left you on the side of that road, you would be dead by now. I brought you home, put you in my bosom. I, I fed you, I nursed you, I cared for you, and then you and got you back to your health, and you gonna turn around and bite me? How dare you? Snake looked up at him and said, you knew I was a snake when you picked me up. You, you knew I was a snake. When you pick me up. Some of us holding on to snakes. Expecting them to be something else. What Jesus does with Judas is he releases him. Go be who you are. What you going to do? Go do it. And do it what? Do it quickly. Now watch this. That don't mean he loved him any less. Matter of fact, we know he ain't love him no less because when Judas came to get him with the guard, you read that Jesus actually addresses Judas as friend. So it's not that Jesus hated him or anything like that. He just released him to be who he was. was. And that's what you got to do with some people in your life. I ain't got no hard feelings. I ain't mad at you. It ain't no beef between me and you. But here go your boundary. Don't break it. So he got, that's one. Now he's down to how many? 11. 
He takes eight of them and he goes to the Garden of Gethsemane and right outside the gate, he tells eight of them out of the 11, go back to Mark. No, that's too late. I'll tell you. He goes back, he, he tells eight out of the 11, when he gets outside the gate of the garden, he tells them, sit down right here. Y'all sit down right here. And me and these three, we're going to go into the garden. Watch this. You got other friends in your life who are true friends. But the truth is, when it comes to the issues in your life, the only thing you need to be telling them to do is sit down. Why? Because all of your friends or so-called friends can't handle you at your worst. Why? Because all of your so-called friends, some of your so-called friends, only want to gossip about what you're going through. You keep wondering how your business keep getting on the streets. It's because you put it out there. Why? Because you told all your friends. Now, you done got ugly in front of them, and they all on the Girl, you should have saw. Dude, I didn't know he was that weak. Bro, I ain't never seen a man cry like that. Why? Because all, all your friends don't have no business in the garden. Amen. Some folk, the only thing you, you got you to allow them to do when you go through is sit down. I love you. I appreciate you. But you got gossip tendencies. Sit down. I love you. I appreciate you. But every time I tell you what I'm going through, you one-up me with a worse story about what you're going through. You're not there for me. Sit down. I love you. I appreciate you. But you look up to me too much to go through this with me. And I'm afraid that if I allow you to go through this with me, it's going to discourage you. So I'll be back to get you. But right now, the only thing you can do in my life is sit down. He told me, I'll sit down right here. And then he took the three closest ones and he went into the garden. Now watch this. He took them three and watch what happens. Go back tomorrow. Watch this. Oh, no, that, that's not what I want. It's too late. Go to the next one. That's when he told him, sit down. Watch this. And he took Peter, James, and who? And, and then he began to be very distressed and what? Come on, next verse. And he said to them, my soul is deeply what? To the point of what? And he tells, these is, these is right or dies now. And he tells his right or dies, my soul is deeply grieved to the point of what? I'm going through the worst thing I ever could go through. And here's what I need y'all to do. I need y'all to sit here and do what? And, and watch. He was telling them, y'all got to have my back. If I ain't never needed y'all three before, I need you when? Now watch what happens. And he went a little beyond them. So he leaves them there, and then he goes a little beyond them. And it said, and began to pray that if it were possible, the hour might pass him by. Come on. 
Again, he went away and prayed, saying the same words. Come on. And again, he came and found them doing what? Can I tell you something? He came back three times and found them asleep. Now, he just explained to them how troubled he was and how the agony that he was going through. And here are his three rider dies. And he comes back. And what are they doing? Not one time. Because the first time he comes back and he tells them, man, come on, bro. I told you this is like the real deal. And then he leaves and go pray again. And he come back the second time. And what are they doing? And he tell them again, man, come on. You can't sleep right now. If any time I need you, I need you when? And then he come back a third time, and they still what? Somebody say them was brothers. They had just ate at the Passover. <laughs> Got that itis. Don't be surprised when your closest friends fall asleep in the middle of your darkest hour. Don't, don't be surprised. Here's what you got to realize. Don't be mad at him. Jesus, he came and told him, he came and woke him up, came and, and gave him a gentle rebuke. But he didn't cast them out of his life. You know what we do a lot of times? When people are not there for us like we think they ought to be, we cast them out of our life. You ain't my friend no more. That's what you're forgetting. They're human just like you. How about this? You don't know what they got going on. What if they can't be there for you because they need somebody to be there for, for them? But we so quick to get rid of people. And then we cry about the fact that we had to go through it all by our what? All by myself. Nobody wasn't there for me either. It is 2018, and I'm getting rid of everybody who ain't there for me. <laughs> Shut up. Watch this. By abandoning them because they're not there for you like you want them to be, you're actually becoming the friend that you're blaming them for being. Because just like they failed you, you're now failing them. And here's what you got to realize. They're human just like you. As much as you're not perfect, they aren't perfect either. Here's the last thing. Go back to my verse. Go back to my verse. It says, and he came. No, 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 no. Give me 32. Watch this. Look at the time. Give me 32. They came to a place. And he said, sit here until I pray. Come on. 33. And he took with him Peter John and began to 34. And he said to them, My soul is in remain here, keep 35. Here's, watch this. And he went a little beyond even the three. And what did he do? Fell to the ground and began to what? So he leaves even the three. And you know what he does? He gets by himself. With just him and God the Father. Can I tell you something? 
Never underestimate the value of getting alone during your darkest hour. See, a lot of times we drown God out during our darkest hours with the people we surround ourselves with. We keep up the noise and we got people coming and going and making sure we're here, making sure we're there. And what we don't realize is that sometimes the reason why God brings us through things is so that he can get us to the point where we just by ourselves with us and him. Why would he do that, pastor? Come on, give me my verse out of uh, Luke. Here's why. Luke, real quick. Now, an angel, this is while he's in the garden, an angel up from heaven appeared to him, talking about Jesus. And what did that angel do? Strengthen him. That's why you can't be afraid to get by yourself with just you and your daddy. When you're going through things. Why? Because when you're by yourself, when you pour your heart out to God the Father, what he will do is assign his angels to meet you right where you are. And now he can minister to you. Now he can feed your soul. Now he can talk to you and give you wisdom and strengthen you just like he did for Christ in the garden. That's why you can't underestimate the value of being by yourself. When you're going, you surrounding yourself with all these people, getting advice from everybody but the Lord, talking to everybody but God, letting everybody point to you but God, and you can't figure out why you got no peace. You got to get alone and pour your heart out to God the Father. Tell your friends, back away from me for a minute. I appreciate you, but I got to go spend some time with my daddy. Why? Because nobody can soothe me like my daddy can soothe me. Nobody can comfort me like my daddy can comfort me. I appreciate your advice, but great wisdom comes from the God of all wisdom. I need to hear from him right now. Don't underestimate him. Listen, listen, listen to me. When we go through things, when things happen in our lives, you got to hear me on this. That's right where God wants to meet you. It's the greatest opportunity to experience God like never before. Does that make sense? Come on, pray with me, Father. Thank you for your word. Thank you for who you are. Lord, and I just pray that as we go through things, Lord, that like Christ we would do what's necessary, and that's get along with you.